August. Yes. Why are you laughing, dog? Because this Nambla guy just walked right past us. Yo, don't even do that. So you don't uh, gotta worry about that. You don't gotta worry. I mean, you stop. <laughs> um, so, uh, you like movies? Yes, I do. Hi, Doug. You like you, sm you like smoking PCP? Not yet. You like cool. You like skateboarding, eating pistachios, getting frill. Talking about the movie Kids? Nah, just like getting high. The kids are calling it walrus tears. <laughs> you missed some tampons, tampons, yeah. some celestial seasoning, some Totino's pizza, and it gets you real fucked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's the Zebras in America podcast, a yes. film podcast. <laughs> we are filming live from the New York Public Library for the Performing Arts because yes. we're having a day date. This episode is a two-parter, though it's going to be consumed by you, the listener, in one part. We went to see two movies today. Well, we saw one. We're about to see another. We yes. just saw Claire's Camera. Yes. And then we're going to see... Unsane. So, Claire's Camera. Who directed that? Hung Su So. Oh, I have to Hung tell... Hung Sang Su. Sorry. Hung Sang Su. Sorry. I, I have to tell you, I really like that movie. Uh, I did, too. For, like, it served its purpose. It's a nice, like... What is its purpose, if you think? Well, it is, I think two things. It's, it's like, it's an exercise slash experimentation in time. He shot the movie while they were at a festival for real. Yeah. So they shot, like, the, this movie was shot in a few days. Like, everyone involved in that movie was there for one film or another. And he just kind of collaborated and did a quick little thing. And I also think it's just, like, a nice, like, some of the subject matter of the movie isn't exactly nice, but it's kind of like a chill, laid-back, like, weekend afternoon you know, movie. Like, there's funny parts, there's serious parts, but not crazily dramatic. Um, it's just a nice, you know... Well, you know what? Movie. You know why I like the movie? Why is that? Aside from the fact that it was light, and it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful, light. it was like a low... It had low-stakes filming motifs, but yeah. it still worked. Yeah. It was because it reminded me of, like, Blue in the Face, but at Cannes Film Festival. Oh, definitely agreed. I, th I, I I wouldn't... I didn't read too much into... Just so for the listeners know, I saw this movie two nights ago and I kind of wanted to see it again. So I guess that says something. But I feel like the way the dialogue was delivered, I feel like maybe not 100% improvised, but there's definitely like just vague skeletal outline before each scene. Like that's how I felt. That's how the direction felt. Yeah, it also had like a we're making a movie while we're making other movies yes, sort of vibe. definitely. Which has been done at Con plenty of times before. And also, I just really like, I mean, uh, Elizabeth, Isabel Huppert yes. is, is really becoming a national treasure. She is, yeah. You know, she's, she is. She's just, she's just really lovely and wonderful. The film is loosely about this intern, in, this assistant finds out that she's fired. Yes. And there's all, the, the person who fires her is dating a director mm -hmm. played by the director of this movie. Yes. There's thoughts that it's possibly because there's a thing between the director and the the person's assistant. Yes. Information that I heard, you told me right before we started filming, which I'll ask you to explain in a second. Okay. And then strewn throughout that is is Isabelle Huppert. Her kind of chance meeting with who, them at different times. Who's like coming through on some like on some like magical my, Miyazaki shit with this camera that might be magical taking pictures and helping people get through their stuff mm -hmm. and there's a cute ass dog yes and and the movie's not very long 
69 minutes. Yeah, it's my favorite number. Have you heard of a 70? No, what's that? If you have tasks, you can't afford it. Okay. Yeah, that's where we're going today. But yeah, I just thought I just really loved it. It's probably my favorite movie of the year this year. Granted, mm. I haven't seen a lot of movies this year. Same. But um, same -ish. I really liked it. And right now, in where I'm at in my mind and in my life, <clears throat> these sort of films, these these meditative, not too complicated, but not too shallow films are the sort of things I really like. Mm -hmm. But you decided to tell me before we started recording some crazy shit. Yeah. So, like, in the Korean tabloid, Korean news, the director, uh, Hong Sang-soo, ha was having an affair with the young lady, the young actress in this movie, who, for the, I, I, do, I don't know her name, but for those of you who don't know, she's the star of The Handmaiden. She, like, yeah. that, like, that's where everyone, I think, would know her for, because she's got this face, this very amazing, beautiful face, she has this presence, but, yeah, and, you know, he's married, well, maybe was at this point, but he's married, has kids, so it was, like, a whole thing. And it's weird, because she's has become his most frequent collaborator, which ties me back into what I was gonna say. Have you seen any of his other films before? What movies did he do? Well, just before this, he did this film, um, On the Beach at Night Alone. I've been meaning to. I heard that was, like, secretly the best movie last year. It's 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 really good. I have an Academy screener that I can, uh, we transfer to you. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it It's the same, a little longer, but to be quite honest, you know, I'm not gonna. If I guess what I'm saying is, if you like this movie, you'd probably like all of his movies. The acting's a little different. In <clears throat> you know, his other movies are more staged, obviously rehearsed, scripted, a little tighter. So if anything, it's better. It's like it's it's it's. it's, it's I what don't we know. Just it, saw. it would make me really happy to find out that if this script was like super not um, improvised, that it, like they purposefully made this very like. Awkward. Simple, awkward, magical yeah. dialogues of, of yeah, I really do like you. You really are great. Yeah. Sing this yeah. song. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, I was like, where does this woman come? Where does this woman feel like I've seen her before? And I was like, oh, yeah, in The Prestige. The Prestige? I think of Handmaiden Tales, like The Prestige. Not Handmaiden Tale, The Handmaiden. Yeah. It was like The Prestige <laughs> plus Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah. Plus some other stuff. Yeah. Um, but we talked. We talked about it when I had seen it, uh, probably a couple years ago, mm -hmm. or like only a year ago, because sure, it's only been not two years. But also, like our <clears throat> podcast, we're this is what episode forty-eight. So we should probably do something special for our fifty episode fifty. I, I would think so. I got some ideas. Me too. But, you know, that's for you listeners to find out later. Yeah, it's none of your fucking business, man. Oh man, I need a coffee. <clears throat> okay, so we'll get a coffee soon. I just wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to. No, of course. What do you What course. do you think of this movie? Give me some thoughts. Give me some stuff. It is the kind of movie that I like because I do. It, it It's an example of the whole. Um, obviously, every movie should not be like this. I, I I personally don't think so. But it's nice when more movies are. It's nothing new, but just the whole idea of like, let's just get a camera, let's just get some people together, let's just shoot in a couple of days, boom, done. Yeah, it's it's been done. A gazillion times, sometimes yeah. better than others. I yeah. really enjoyed this one. Sometimes uh, small microtransactions can create a nice little story. Yeah, definitely. It's just a woman like figuring her shit out. A really there's a there there's only one like really terrible scene where the where like the director sort of like 
loses his shit because she's wearing short shorts. Yeah, just a lot of, yeah, male fragility, uh, trying to be controlling, childish male jealousy stuff going on there in that scene. Yeah, and I think the childish male jealousy uh, motif is interesting and is, is going to be is going to be focused more and more over the next few years just i think the directors and the actors portraying it mm -hmm. might not be for men you know yeah. i think i think me too and time's up is going to permeate art obviously um which is you know it's funny you say that because i was thinking one of the first night i saw this movie i was with a, a mutual friend of ours <clears throat> and then we got to talking about this movie and then i started thinking like it like i feel like Claire Denis' film, you know, Let the Sunshine In, would be such a great movie to be championed during this movement because it's not, it, it doesn't encompass all of womanhood, femininity, me too, all the stuff that's going on right now, but, I, but it's just like a movie about this woman, she's well over 50, but still just dating around, hasn't given up on love, and then like she comes across different men, and yeah. like throughout the film, like we, there's this one controlling asshole, so you know, we, go back we, and listen to episode whatever. Yeah, well I think, I, I think we'll have to revisit it because because I think I think sometimes films have no idea about the I've been using the word zeitgeist a lot lately, but mm -hmm. the surrounding zeitgeist of what's going to happen. So this movie came out in France or was in the festivals last year. Yeah. So it won't see American audiences in probably till a month or so, two months. Uh, no, no, it's coming out in April. Coming at the beginning of April. Great. Which so is a crazy. I gotta exciting say. That's exciting because we got Lynn Ramsey. Yeah. We got, uh, which I got, which I got tickets to. Yeah. Uh, the Lucretia Martel Zama. Lucretia Martel Zama. That that I thought that was May. Uh, I thought it was April. I thought that was whatever. Thing. That's going like, to be uh, a stupid April. That's going to yeah. be yeah. a great April. Luckily, I've seen. I saw Let the Sunshine In with you. Yeah. But I just I feel like I'm going to rewatch it again. I liked it more than you did. You did. And I still like it. And I feel I like too. I feel like that movie and this movie are both like really beautiful stories of of just like heart feelings. Yeah. Yes. And and I like it. And I and it's from two very different different directors. Mm -hmm. Um but both kind of have silliness and funness and I I was going earlier I was like, "Oh, you know, Isabelle Perry really she is she she France's national treasure." I'm like, "But but Julia Bro Brioche, as I like to call her, because yeah. she's such a delight. Is she is. They're both just like really on their shit right now. And I think we're in a world where there can be two national treasures. Well, I was going to, of course, I was also going to get into the fact that, like, at this point now, both Huppert and um, Binoche have worked with quite a few of the same filmmakers. So it's the like classics. Maybe, maybe it's only a matter of time. Before they, you know, collaborate on a film together, which I think would would, would just set the world on fire, no matter what it's I about. Think, I think they, I think they should play the villains in the Rihanna Lupita film that's being made on the internet. That would be amazing. Oh, oh, shit. Sorry, I'm thinking of the Ocean's Eight movie, but um, yeah, but that, but that would be cool too, because no, Rihanna's in that. I was, you just, yeah. Right, uh, Lupita Nyong'o and and Rihanna. Are supposedly we've talked about this. Yeah, they're yeah. making a movie based off of a tweet. Yeah, and I'm just saying, wouldn't it be brilliant if if Isabel no, no, I agree. I agree. And Juliette Binoche were the were the villains. Yes, but like they were villains in a way they were like not necessarily evil. Oh, I was thinking evil or super evil. I don't know. Not not to take away from Juliette Binoche's acting ability, but Isabel Huppert has been evil in films 
few times. I've never seen Juliette Binoche evil, which would be something maybe new for me. I thought she was evil-ish in Slack Bay. I get not maybe not likable. Not likable is is more because she wasn't the murderous cannibals. No, exactly. The movie is exactly. about murderous cannibals, and she's not one of them. I mean, the, the the vibe of that film is like, hey, these rich people also kind of suck too. But it's just like she sucked, but in a fun way to watch, though. That that whole family, for that matter. Um, but she could pull it off. She can pull off. She's an Academy Award-winning actress. She's a Caesar Award. She's done it all. Yeah, she did Dan in real life. Dan in real life. Four minutes of screen time in Godzilla. Um, she could do it all. Yeah. I'm just thinking about this. I'm thinking about this movie out of my head now. No, because what, what I, movie? Your this Lupita them being villains in the Lupita movie. Because ever since L came out, it's not like Isabel Huppert has been in American films before. But ever since L came out, L's an American and, and, film. No, but it was nominated for an Academy Award. She was nominated for an Academy Award uh, for it, and everyone liked it. And Paul Verhoeven, and it was like all throughout this last year's uh, award season. It was all about, hey, let me take a selfie with Isabel Huppert at the Golden really? Globes. At the, yeah, Jessica Chastain, Barry Jenkins, uh, all the, like the American folks at, at any award show or party. It was just like, let's find Isabel Huppert and take a selfie with her. And everyone was saying, like, she's the best. So it's like... I mean, her, her performance in Elle was very good. Yes. Would you like to, Did you ever see the SVU episode that she was a guest star on? What? Yeah. Everybody, I know. It was really... It's a really, really... I'm not just saying, oh, because it's been fair. It's a really good episode. Was it the one where, like, Tutuola was going on about um, sloth farts? No. It's a mix between Ambien and X-Lax? Yeah. It has, it oh, has you... Uh, it has you sleeping and pooping in, in zoos. Yeah. That's a great Twitter account. No, the thing... I'm making these up. I know, I know. But it's based off the... But no, but this episode with Isabel Huppert, it could have been a movie. It's like she gets accused of kidnapping her son. Like, she, she gets accused of being behind the kidnapping of her son, but then it starts to be questionable, and then she freaks out, and she actually shoots Elliot Stabler by accident, kind of. It's this whole dramatic craziness. And then I remember at my old job, I had a screensaver... Uh, my computer it was at the film La Ceremonie with Sandrine Bonnier and Isabelle Huppert and my co-worker was like oh my god I just saw her on SVU she's so great and she was talking about Isabelle Huppert like she was this up and coming new actress and I was like okay well that's um, sort of how people know. people are calling up talking about up and comer Boots Riley yeah well that as a filmmaker as he a is. filmmaker but he not is. as an artist true or true, true, anything true, true. but true. also what's funny is my my good friend, best friend, one of my best friends, his mother's uh, first husband was was uh, Stabler. Really? Richard Belzer, yeah. No, oh, well, that's not Stabler. That's Munch. Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, Elliot Stabler's Christopher Maloney. Oh, have you seen that new show he's in? Happy? No, I, I only hear good things it's about it. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty he's good. Fun. He's very funny when he wants to be. I also watched the first half of Roxanne Roxanne. So far, it's looking good. Yeah, I plan on watching, uh, probably ain't going to be tonight, but tomorrow morning, maybe. The The acting is cool. The rap is cool. I wonder, I really wonder if they're going to get into the weird New York Times stuff. I don't know. I want to know if they're going to get into Juice Crew stuff. The fact that she, she got a lot of discredit for, for having people write for her. 
and then suddenly that summed up her whole career because like when she was doing the rap battles nobody was writing for her she wasn't yeah. down with juice crew yet but then like guys like granddaddy specifically granddaddy iu another important behind the scenes guy long island represent he he wrote for roxanne shante that was more later in the career but who knows we'll, we'll when, see when do we get a movie about jvc force uh i don't know i feel like we'd have to make that okay we could or schoolie d i want a schoolie d movie yeah, I also want to say, uh, Joshua, if you're listening, I, I borrowed those graphic novels from you for a while. I'm really sorry that I haven't gotten back them to you. I was going through some stuff. I'm really sorry. I hope you forgive me. Um, I think about it sometimes, especially when I'm watching movies that I think you would like. Okay. Uh, let's get some coffee yes, and go watch Unsane and then meet back in the middle of this episode. Okay. Okay, so so we're back. We went to we we took an intermission from this episode to go see a movie. Someone called the cops on me. That's true. Someone literally called the cops on you when we went to pay when we went to put money in your meter. There was this couple with the cops explaining that you had left a, uh, some sort of dent on their car, a dent that the police didn't see, yes. we didn't see, the doorman in front of the building didn't see, yes. the woman really wanted to let you know that she thought you were a bad person yes. and that she was going to sue you. What she was going to sue you for? Uh, no, it wasn't sue. It was just like, we'll handle it with a shoot. So I, all state, I gladly gave her my, my Dennis Haysburg. And she um, kept on like saying that you were like selfish and you were like, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm an only child. What do you expect? Yeah. So, that was weird. Yes. Speaking of weird, we saw kind of a weird movie. Yeah. Also, not, not not necessarily good weird. Not like weird no, weird, no. but like what? Also, if you're noticing the sound difference, yeah, we're doing a Vagabond episode right now. Yep. We're driving to go see a, a hip-hop beat concert with a special guest in the backseat who did not see the movie we saw. Why is my Whoa, whoa, that's not what I said. You did not see, get it? Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Everyone, uh, anyway. That's, uh, oh, damn. Uh, Saskia Khan is here in the back seat. Say hi, Saskia. Hello, thank you for this ride. You did, you did not see the movie we saw, but you did recently see an episode, of a movie on our, on our show's recommendation called We Are The Best. Yes. Did what? you like it? Did you think it was the best? Loved it. Yeah, I don't know anyone who dislikes that movie. I, I, I honestly don't. Actual Nazis, probably? Probably. Yo, that'd be funny if there was, like, a weird, like, anti-Semitic, uh, Puerto Rican, oh, no. gay porn star called Nazi Poppy. <sighs> no? I don't wanna. I don't wanna. No. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, so you like you like the movie, Saucy? We are the best. Was so lovely, and it made me want to cut off all my hair. Ha! Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's hair there's haircuts in that movie. No, you and I went to see a movie, the new Steven Soderbergh film. Yeah. Called Unsane. Mm-hmm. More like Untrance. Seriously, how? That... But let's but let's leave maybe them out of this because you don't. 
by name, but we'll talk about the movie. Okay. So you never know. All right. But I'm just going to, before we get into it, just, I would prefer, we've brought it up on the show before. I've written about it at length on my site. I suggest people check out Entrance. You can rent it off of YouTube. You can rent it off of iTunes. Um, order the DVD. It was put out by IFC Films. Um, it's a much better version of this movie, oh. in, in our opinion. And before we go into it, I will say trigger warning for um, discussion of violence against women and yeah. other scary subjects. Yes. So, yeah. So, we went to see Unseen, Steven Soderbergh's mm-hmm. new film about a woman who's, who's dealing with a stalker. Yeah. But, but she's also stuck in an insane asylum yes that's keeping their keeping their her keeping her there pretty much against her will yep and there's a lot of issues there as well but then there's some other scary stuff that co- goes on yeah and it was it was filmed in a strange way it's filmed with an iPhone oh that's it, why yeah oh i didn't know if you knew that going in yeah he filmed it all on an iPhone cuz remember i i don't watch trailers for movies anymore unless sure. unless it's at a movie and um there were some good trailers today. There's a tag movie coming out that looks really good. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's make a movie about playing tag. Yes, with a good cast. The cast is pretty stacked. Yeah. What else did we watch trailers for? I don't remember. Uh, the horror movie where it looks like Emily Blunt has to give birth in a bathtub oh. while being quiet because if she makes a noise, these creepy crawly things are going to get her. Yeah. So I, was, no, okay. I, thought, I thought the birth scene in Prometheus was bullshit, but let's see how this works out. I won't probably. Yeah. Maybe I'll see it, but I don't watch a lot of those sort of movies. Yeah. I like movies about cake and candy. I like movies where mm-hmm. people are happy. I like smiling movies. We started watching the Roxanne Shante movie yesterday. We haven't finished it yet, but right, so right. far, so far it seemed pretty good. Yes. Um, yeah, because I was wondering because the lighting was so bad that I didn't even know that Jay Farrow was the character was the person first, playing yeah. Jay Farrow. Yeah. Until like halfway through the movie because he just kind of like the lighting was so bad you couldn't really make out his face yeah I was curious as to what so why did he film the film in iPhone in my opinion I think there's a few reasons one I think Steven Soderbergh's a guy that gets bored very easily he makes these dramatic drastic statements and and, and, and statements like in his personal life and his art was like I'm no longer doing this I'm doing stuff like this and then a few months goes by and then he stops and makes another Oceans movie um, I also maybe think he was just trying to adapt with show that you know hey you don't have to have a whole crazy crew to make a movie but that's nothing that hasn't been done before that's like the whole premise of like you could take it de- a couple of decades back at this point to the Dogma 95 movement started by uh Thomas Vinderberg and Lars and the Danish director or you could go even further like to the late 1950s when John Cassavetes was just like he borrowed some money got like one camera a couple of friends and made this groundbreaking movie called Shadows so it's not like yeah you know but I think that he was just trying to make a simplistic simplistically made right minimal kind of you know film even like the movie we saw earlier today um yeah Claire's Claire's camera camera. Mm -hmm. I don't like Mm -hmm. I don't think they were using $100,000 cameras. Right. A lot of uh, Hal Hartley movies have used, like, I don't know. Definitely he, recent Hal Hartley. Absolutely. Of course. I'd, so I don't, I don't, I think there's, I think you, I don't really think it matters 
what camera you use. I think vision is vision and lighting are really what's important. Obviously, cameras are important, but I've seen film like you know, there's that film by Minton Marinmino using 70 millimeter film. Right. Like why? It's a waste of waste of film. It's, it, it's overly. It, it's just it's, a romanticized thing. Because it's basically. edgy. But, like, I'm a circle. I don't like those edges. It ain't so edgy when the guys who only had no choice to shoot on film take, like, a, like a William Friedkin who kind of denounces it and just, like, no, digital is actually the shit. Like, things look beautiful. Like, there's no denying that. But at the same time, like, fuck, it was such a hassle when I was making The Exorcist or when I was making The French Connection. Now it's just so much easier. Which I'm sure crushed Quentin Tarantino to some degree, but... Yeah, well, you know, like, also, it's okay to feel crushed every once in a while. Yeah. I get crushed sometimes, and I and I try to grow from it. Don't yes. we all try to grow from our yes. experiences? Um, but the thing is, Steven Soderbergh's last movie was Logan Lucky, yeah. which Saskia and I watched. It was a hoot. Yes, it was. Uh, that movie had heart. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't... I went to see Unsane with you because you're like, let's see two movies. Yeah. And, um, spoiler alert, Leanne is going to be on our show, mm-hmm. um, I th- what, a little bit after our 50th episode. Yes. And we're, we were going to, we're going to talk about Unsane and Hard to Be a God. Yeah. But we're still going to talk about Unsane with you as well, the yes. second time. Yes. Because I feel like we have other things to say, and maybe, and I'm sure you have points of views that are interesting because you always do. And also, she's I I I was just texting with my girlfriend now. I'm like, we have to go. I'm actually going to see this again, which sounds kind of whatever. I just want a woman's point of view on this movie because I don't it's want not anyone's. To see no, it. I, I didn't like. I did not like this movie. Yeah, I. And it was like written and directed by a man, which is I am a fan of Steven Soderbergh. Then there's more movies of his I dislike than like, but he's just an interesting, fascinating guy. Um, but yeah, there's just I mean, he even took the ending of the movie Misery, like literally walking to the table with the knife. Oh, you think it's some? Oh, it's actually not. Like that's literally you know like Misery. Um, yeah, no, there there were like there was the Misery pastiche. I was like seriously. Yeah. And like. I thought, like, you thought there was going to be, like, someone flew over the cuckoo's nest sort of thing going on. That too. Oh, but, okay, okay. But, like, not really. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to watch movies like Claire's Camera all the time. Yeah. I like that movie so much. What was the movie you said he made last year on the oh, beach? Oh, on the beach, at, on the beach at night alone. I'm going to watch that movie as soon as possible. I think you're going to like it very much. Because that's, I don't know. I just like that sort of stuff. Then, then you'll definitely like you'll like his last movie. It was in my, it was at the top of my honorable mention. So if I had like you know, a top twelve or thirteen of the year, that that would be on there. But let's just say if I had a top twenty, then it's definitely in my top twenty. So it's that good. And I think last year was a great year for movies. There was a lot of good stuff in my opinion last year. So yeah, I mean, at the top. Our of our episode of the year was like two hours long. Yeah. Which is which you could fit two versions of Claire's camera yes on there is that going to be a point of measurement now for before, movies absolutely because before we started recording Saskia was saying she went to go see a, um, a musical and she was like it was over three hours long and you were like that's three episodes of uh, you're like that, that, that's three Claire's cameras sort of so someone's like I'm, I'm, I'm 34 minutes away so like, you're, uh, half, you're, a ha- you're camera, half a Claire's, half a Claire's, Claire's camera. camera away okay absolutely yeah because I like I, I also 
you know, I kind of want movies to either be four hours long or an hour nine. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this hour I'm nine. What's that? What's that movie? The uh, something of desire. Hal Hartley. Oh, surviving is that. That's that movie like, is that's, barely an hour. That's like six. That's you know that's one Claire's camera. Yeah. With that's some a, change. With, with some change. That's a great movie. Eraserhead, which is one of my favorite movies. I, I normally don't announce that because like, I get grouped in with people I want to get grouped in with. Yeah. But it's 74 minutes long, and it's great. Yeah, it, it feels longer than 74 oh, minutes. Oh, it does. It, it does. All right. Claire's camera felt perfect. It did. Um, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. I mean, the time was perfect. Um, Unsane took a... It felt like it was a lot longer than it was. But that's also that's true. what you his his use of music is so strange sometimes. It is, and um, I wasn't super into it. Yeah. You know, I I kind of want to to turn this into like a a genderfied episode. I want to go back to Claire's camera for a second because we briefly touched on this whole kind of like Korean scandal between the star of Claire's camera and uh, Hung Soo So, Hung Sang Soo. Sorry, geez, how they had a little affair. But the thing is now, she's not getting cast in anything because of the scandal, but his career is going on as, as planned. I don't know if you knew that either. I didn't know about the scandal until an hour yeah. ago, so... Well, oh, obviously. But basically what's happening now, she's not getting cast in, in any... She's got nothing. And in a, in a recent interview, he mentioned this, and he's just like, I'm gonna... I, I've got... I still have work. I'm still working, but no one wants to, you know, hire her, which is fucked up. It's not even that surprising. It's just another... Like, that's really messed up. Yeah, I mean, it's just indicative of a patriarchal world that, that you know, yeah. the quote-unquote homewreckers um, always get the short end of the stick. I mean, it seemed for a while that Kristen Stewart was never going to work again. Uh, yeah. 45 had, would, like, tweet about how much how mad he was at her. Did he really? Yeah, he. Huh? Uh, 45 loves Robert Pattinson. Oh. It's weird. Like, think you think he's gonna see High Life when it comes out, the new Claire Denis movie starring Robert Pattinson? I hope, I hope not. I hope yeah, he's, I hope, I hope he's either. busy working towards working on whatever presidents are supposed to do. Huh. Uh, or no, no, actually, go see High Life. Go see High Life a lot. You know, yeah. Eat some Big Macs or something. Drink some Diet Cokes. Drink some Diet. Cokes. I mean, I drink Diet Coke. I don't drink eight a day like uh, Forty Five does. That's a lot of Diet Cokes. I'm trying to drink less. Yes. Soda in general. Yes, man, the carbonation. It's uh, it's not that great. Also, I I, I, I think I think the chemicals in Diet Coke are yeah. probably not great for you. No. So drink up, forty-five. Drink. Uh, have a case on me. Uh, have a twelve-pack on me. Have a twelve-pack and then have a couple cold ones with Nazi poppy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just messed up. But then. Kristen Stewart now has come back and been in like two amazing Olivier Sayes movies. Yeah. So hopefully she'll she'll have a comeback. She, you no, know. she she won a she won a Caesar Award for Claus of Sils Maria. Yeah, I'm also saying the actress that was in. Oh, her. Oh, my bad. Well, that's what. Oh, see, what I was getting at is luckily. These last two years have been kind of amazing for her in terms of, like, the art house indie world. That's you know, she true. starred in The Handmaiden. Uh, she was in On the Beach at Night Alone. Um, she's been in a couple of, of, of his films, and now she's co-starring opposite Isabel Huppert. So maybe otherworldly... Like, not not to get into the whole... Because John she's one of my favorites, but he can be a little Wes Anderson-y towards Asian folks sometimes. <laughs> but 
at the same time, I do see her in a Jarmish film. Like, I totally picture that. What do you think was... How do you think Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson treats and, Asian people? It's not, it's not about treat. He's just very fetishized about Asian Indians. Oh, that's true. It's very true. Now, I guess he's moved on to Japan, but for the duration of his... Up until, you know, Darjeeling Limited. No, then he went back to Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, never you know, mind. Yeah, no, every that. movie. Yeah, yeah, every movie. Once you brought it up, you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, are you going to see I Love Dogs? Eventually, yeah. I'm not in a rush to see it. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I do like his stop motion. I enjoyed Fantastic Mr. I did Fox. Too. I did too. I like the stop motion in um, Life Aquatic as well. It was very good. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie My Fair Lady? Maybe when I was a kid. Not recently, but I could think of. That's a good movie. Yeah? Yeah, what's... Oh, I have seen it because I'm seeing it right... My dad used to always videotape VHS as he would, he would rent and or tape stuff off TV. And I have a... I, vividly remembering the handwritten My Fair Lady on a tape with other movies as well but uh, yeah so I guess I have I don't remember it though is is that James Cagney? Saskia yes James Cagney's in My Fair Lady right? um I don't know Rex Harrison maybe I'm getting Uh, maybe 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 James Cagney Audrey Hepburn with the Julie Andrews for her singing did you know that? I might be thinking of someone else. Maybe yeah. James Cagney's not Audrey Hepburn's... Or maybe he played the younger suitor, Jensen. Mm. Julie Andrews was the original Millie Vanilli for Audrey Hepburn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's a wonderful musical that helped cement Saskia and I's love. Nice. Yeah. And you, she, you went to see that today. Yes. Oh, that's what the musical was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear the the controversial thing that happened about it today? Absolutely. So, in the film, um, so it's based on the play Pygmalion. Yeah. Basically, it's about an upperclassman molding a lower class woman. Um, Lovely. A lady. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When she transforms into a, a quote unquote lady then he all of a sudden realizes he's interested in her even though he's been misogynistic and terrible to her the entire time they've known each other and in the film they end up together even though you know they have this problematic relationship and in the play this 2018 version she walks out yo what switched it up what and so that's amazing that's amazing. I love it. Because he was such an asshole. Oh, right. Oh, I, I kind of know where we're going. Okay, go um, So. It's not turn left. It's just go this way, right? Like, I'm getting on 278, right? Or what, yes, uh, make a left. Take us to the bridge, actually. Oh, to save cool. money. Okay. For traffic. But, um, so half my family, which is really interesting because my grandpa has a really bad temper and has not treated his wives that great. And my mom is the wife of a person with a really bad temper and has not been treated that great. Um, we're the you ones are where my... we're recording, right, honey? That's fine. Okay. We gotta be vulnerable for the art, man. I feel, <laughs> I feel you a thousand percent. So they were all like, she should have stayed with him. I'm so disappointed. They should have been together. <laughs> Even though his big line to her about why she should stay and the, is passing my slippers 
Like, get me my slippers. Yeah, that's that's the way um, he lets her know that he loves her. Yep. Okay. And my <laughs> mom's sister. I, I saw the aunt. I saw the remake called Secretary. Huh. Oh, that's like sexy, right? Yeah. Um, and then sort of. Hey, I was I really I was gonna say kind of. But. We're screaming and they're like, I won't say my actual mom's name, but they're yeah. like, no! Are you crazy? He was horrible. Wow. Da, da, da. And it's just funny because not that much time has passed, <coughs> but yeah, what how we define love has changed a lot already. Yeah. Just a little bit of an anecdote. I just want to say, and I'm gonna shut up. That, yeah, shut up. Why? You, why? Well, I don't know if it's about movies, but it kind of is. Our 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 movie podcast is only cursorily about movies. Okay. Well, growing up, I just love this visual. I think it's I think it should be in some sort of indie movie. Growing up, I was addicted to television, and when we would take these summer vacations, it would involve very long tra- uh, car rides, um, like seven, eight hours, nine hours in a car, and I would I convinced my dad to put an actual TV set with a VHS player hooked up through the cigarette lighter into Whoa. the backseat of the car. Classic. So, chunky, Legendary. chunky TV. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the VHS tapes was My Fair Lady. Okay. So oh, I knew wow. it front to back. That's oh, that's going to be in a scene in a movie, right? I know. And yeah. so me and my sister had the smallest amount of space in the back seat because this giant TV yeah, yeah, took yeah. up like the yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it back yeah. for, and we were sitting next to each other at the shows it's like something out of an episode of Pete and Pete or something but it's not that is like an episode of Pete and Pete in a way it's funny because like it just makes me realize that yeah in retrospect if you're retelling that story why would she stay with him unless it was like some sort of like weird BDSM subdom relationship, like secretary. F- like that's why that's why I said secretary because yeah, like yeah. like in secretary, their thing is this power dynamic of love, um, and it's a sort of sweet movie even though if it's a little like weird. Mm-hmm. But well, two things: one, everybody had to end up together back in the day. Yeah, there weren't movies where they don't end up together. Uh, yeah, no one's ever seen Casablanca. She still ends up with the person that she shouldn't be with in that movie. Oh, that's true. Just a different one. She's not independent, that's for sure. Yeah. Play it again, Sam. And the other thing is, is that... Um, but like, Casablanca is the, the only one. men and women needed each other. That was the whole... They didn't have to say that they loved each other They because they needed each other. And there was no such thing as a life where you didn't need a companion. Right. Nowadays you don't need a companion. But also even the original the original version of Pretty Woman, the Julia Roberts film mm-hmm. with Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? Jason Alexander. Yeah, Jason. Hector Elizondo. J J A A? J Alexy? Yeah. Um, yeah, the great the great film. Only good thing about Shallow Hell. Go on. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I mean Okay. We already look. Okay. We don't you need to retreat, but go ahead. You already know. Um, that movie originally they didn't end up together because obviously 
Not like, you know. Yeah, obviously say no more. But no, so like protect sex workers and all that stuff. I'm not judging them. Yeah. But just like in the '90s, some sort of like super rich dude and and like uh, what the the we really liked presenting in the '90s, like the hooker with the heart of gold. Yes. You know, like that you that for a sex worker to be loved and respected, they have to have a cool heart and and like rock out to cool music on headphones. But this is besides my point. Uh, focus groups lost their fucking mind the, with the ending where they didn't end up together. Oh, so it was like filmed and everything. Yeah, they because they knew they were like, oh, <clears throat> wow, yeah. So I am mad. But what's funny is if they ever make a remake, which I can only imagine they will, because really we like going back into the well these days. Maybe there will yeah. be a different ending <laughs> where where Richard Gere and Julia Roberts don't end up together. I don't know. Dude, that movie bummed me out. Uh, Did insane. It? Yeah. Huh. It was just scary. It was really scary. And there's a lot of sad things and a lot of violence. And, like... Right, right was, from the jump. There's a right from the scene jump. With, the, with her boss who's trying to, like, hey, want to take a trip with me, basically. And it's like, oh, shit, they got to deal with Yeah, to say, like, I don't want to say it was, like... Like, it just... At the first, the first part and towards the end... It was like, oh, this does feel a lot like the film Entrance we saw recently. Yeah. But it is its own movie, but there are just some parts that were like, oh. Yeah. And just like the idea of like stalker. Okay, okay, cool. Um Stalker. Yeah. Like stalkers who, who decide that they know what's best for people. Yeah. And the psychosis of that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Anything you're excited about? I don't I don't want to end on like a on a bummed out note. Uh, I'm definitely excited about um, Lynn Ramsey's new film. Oh yeah, um, we're going we're going to see that in two weeks. Yeah. Yes. See it on the big screen. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy about seeing it. And she's getting into this, there's good press on it. It seems like something total like you can take not that she has a lot, but from all of her shorts and all of her features, every Lynn Rem Lynn Ramsey movie they all kind of it kind of makes sense. Whereas this is like her first film that's totally seems like out of her comfort zone. So I'm 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 excited to see that because I love Lynn Ramsey. Have <laughs> you seen Morvern Collar, Saskia? No. Oh, you got to get on that. That's a great what is, one. What is that? It's this uh, movie. It's based on a book actually, but basically, and this is no giving anything away. This is all like back of the DVD cover where like this woman's boyfriend commits suicide. He leaves a manuscript for her to publish. But she puts her name on it. Um, she puts her name on the manuscript. On the manuscript. And then she goes on a road trip with her friend and a bunch of stuff happens. Oh, Brooklyn Bridge, yeah? Yeah. It's really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Mormon Caller is, is great. It's really, really great, actually. When did that come out? 2002. Great soundtrack, amazing soundtrack. The music's also. so good. It was overseen by the war. There's a lot of warp artists on it, so it's like broadcast, boards of Canada, uh, some old stuff too. But it was like warp records was like part of the part of the, the soundtrack. <clears throat> so a lot of their artists. War records. Warp. W a r p. Like Aphex Twin, um, Anti Pop Consortium for like a second. It was like square, a really square, square, square pusher. pusher. Square pusher. Square pusher. Yeah. Dan Danny Brown. <laughs> Danny Brown's on Warp Records. He is. Yeah, Beans is on Warp Records. Well, not, not. Well, he, he was at one yes, point. Yes, he was. 
Uh, yeah, we're just talking. Oh, when you see it. Your favorite yeah. dude, Vincent Gallo, was on Warp Records. Oh, yes. He, 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 yeah. All right. So, uh-huh. anyways, we really, his recent we stuff. really, we really enjoyed Claire's camera. Yes. We love Saskia. Yes. We enjoy. <laughs> I love you guys. We love when, we love modern takes on things. <clears throat> Unsane was not my favorite movie. Um, and you know, SpongeBob made fun of my mom, so I kicked him in the dick. You want to go now without cooking? Yes, why not? Let's go. Wow, this is great. It's nice. Yes. What do you do for a living? Oh, yes, you told me you're a teacher. I'm a poet too, and I take photos too with this. Oh, it's great. Yes, it's great. You, you can write poems anytime you want. It's not that difficult. I sometimes make songs. They're very childish songs, but they make me feel good. So, you're a composer. You're an artist too. Do you want to hear my song? Sure, I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so... One, two, three. 